Hi guys, welcome to the Nameless Book Podcast. My name is Dudu and I am just so very excited for our very first episode. And so thank you to everyone who took the time last week to listen to the introduction and just for all the encouragement that you guys gave me and like going forward with this podcast. I really, really do appreciate it and I'm... Um, I'm just looking forward to where we're gonna go through this year, what we're gonna go through this year. Sorry, and um, like just everything, hey? So, without any further ado, let's get into it. So, this week's book that I'm going to be talking about is The Broke Millennial. Um, the title is Broke Millennial. Stop Scrapping By and Get Your Financial Life Together by Erin Laurie. And so um, let me give you guys a bit of a background when it comes to this book. I essentially picked this book because I need help with money. <laughs> That's the artist's truth. Okay, I need help with money. Okay. And so I decided, you know what? I'd been looking at other financial books and nothing stood out to me, you know? I mean, I am a firm believer in, like, you know, some of these books, you're led to them. Some of these books, you have to find the one that works for you. And so I'd been looking through just, like, not buying, but just, like, shopping around for uh, a new book on finances. I looked at that book. I looked at this book. And nothing felt like it was speaking to me and my situation, you know? And so most of them were either, like you should feel bad that you're not doing one two three four five oh it was too practical hey i yo me and numbers are not friends hey we are not friends i don't like them they don't like me i don't you know what so i was just like no so i picked up this book and i combed through the first few pages and i was like okay aaron let's do this let's do this let's do this you know let's do this and I, I was, it literally grabbed me from the beginning. So I was like, okay, fine. Let's, let me give it a try. And I got it. Um, it was an impulse buy, which is wrong because now that I've read it, I realized that I have to be accountable for um, every single one of my tethers. And so, you know what? It is what it is. You live, you learn. And let me just, let's just get into the book. Um, like I said, let me give you also, let me also go back and give you guys a background as to why. Like I said, I need help with money. About um, October, October, October last year, I got a new job, uh, a job that um, paid significantly and I mean significantly less than my old job and so what I noticed about myself is I didn't adjust my lifestyle to you know to my new to my new salary and so it always came to that end of the month or mid-month where I was like oh damn girl yeah you know, you know that mid-month, you know, and you're like, damn, you don't literally have enough for end of the month. Your car doesn't run on friendship and you need to pour some petrol into your car. And yet here I am not having, you know, that much. And so around 
October, November, I just sat down and evaluated my spending and my finances and just, and I realized that, um, I wasn't, I wasn't, I hadn't adjust, like I said, I hadn't adjusted my lifestyle to my new salary and I, which means I was living beyond my means. One, two, also, I wasn't, I wasn't being financially smart, you know, for myself and my finances. And I backtracked and I looked at how much money I had made since I started working or okay was it since I started working or or something and I got to a value that was um close to 70k and I was like damn damn okay I said damn what do I have to account for this much that I could say this is actually what I spend my money on and like damn nothing nothing which means I was living paycheck to paycheck and not like not being accountable for my money and just being really 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 irresponsible so when I got this book I told myself you know what you need to actually if you're gonna buy this book and say you're taking control of your finances you have to actually do the work you know and this book has been the guidance for that. And so when I first picked up this book, um, one of the very first chapters is, you know, Aaron just basically says you need to get comfortable with money, you know. You have to understand the kind of relationship and the attitude that you have towards money. And I was like, oh, damn. And so I, And so you realize that, You know, you know you need money to do things, but how are you, you know, what is your relationship with you have it and you let it go? Are you saving? Are you investing in yourself? You know, these questions that, are you afraid of money? Are you afraid to handle money? And are you afraid of, like, just getting your finances in order for, for not, like, for yourself, you know? And so I was like, oh, oh, okay. And she goes on to say, you have a choice. You can either let money control and define your life or you control it, you know? And I think for chapter one, that's a, a wake-up call, you know? It forces it forced me to just sit down and be like, mm, I've been chasing after money, you know? I've been letting it control me, control what I can and cannot do. Um, and just it's been controlling me because I'm also trying not to understand it. I'm trying, you know, I'm, oh, listen, money was controlling me and now I'm trying to take control of it. That's what matters. That's all that matters. So she goes on to say, understand why, why money freaks you out. If it does, you know, you have to understand, you have to understand and address the psychological roadblocks. I, I bet you, you thought, you thought, you thought I wasn't going to go there or you were never ready. I was never ready because she was like, you need to uh, address the psychological roadblocks that you have 
towards money the minute you fail to do that um it prohibits you from effectively making a change in your financial behavior you know what i felt like i was slapped with a wet towel because that woke me up that woke me up i was just like whoa what what is it that is what it what is it that oh you know what yeah i just felt like i'd been slapped with a hot or with a wet towel and i was just like wow and so it forced me to just sit down look back at my finances what i can afford what i can't afford and you know just be like girl mm mm you yeah you need to stop that you need to stop that and just have you know create a very healthy relationship for myself as well with money you know and how i handle it and so um yeah th- that was the first uh the first two chapters of the book basically addressing the your relationship with money and you know how to just basically like the first three chapters is basically <laughs> how to like freaking out what your like by figuring out what your relationship with money is like how do you treat money are you a saver saver and like in chapter 2 she calls it is money a tinder date or marriage material for you i thought that was very very relevant listen if you've ever been on tinder you know exactly what she means okay um so i was just like <laughs> Yeah man, you know, you need to find out if you're a saver, are you uh spend now? Ugh, I'll make up for it in my and when I'm making much more money or are you frugal and you count every single penny, okay? And are you counting every single penny that comes into your account and where you spend it? And you know, you have to figure out what type of person that you are when it comes to money. And so um one of the very first things that the she mentions in the book is that you know what um you need to learn how to save save for your save 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 guys like we need to learn how to save like have a savings um you know have an emergency fund savings and i found out that you know you have to have like an emergency fund i was just like out here living you know you have to have an emergency fund ratio which is basically you need to have enough money in your savings to to be able to afford up to 3 to 6 months of your living expenses which basically means you need to be able to cover your basic needs if god forbid you uh, get retrenched you lose a job or you know something happens and you no longer have that steady income you have to be able to have enough money to last you about 3 to 6 months to be able to cover your rent if you're renting car payments on your insurance your car payments your insurance your medical aid um your electricity water internet your netflix your apple music you know just your basic needs that sh- that you would be able to live comfortably for 3 to 6 months and it's and um for creatives guys she mentions that it has to be bit, and it needs to be a bit higher it has to be maybe 3 to like 9 months just in case you're not having a steady pay if people aren't you know you have to chase payments people aren't paying you 
and you were nine, you know, three months down the line, you still haven't been paid for a job you did six months ago. And so you have to have that. It's like a, a cushion. You have to have a cushion to be able to still live and cover your basic needs if something happens to your source of income. And, um, you know, you learn things about, listen, I was learning finances and things that I never thought I would have to be concerned about. But that, that also speaks to, you know, how, what, what you choose to educate yourself by and, um, yeah, what you choose to educate yourself about when it comes to your own personal growth. I'm not trying to take a job at anyone who hasn't like taken a chance to um, learn their finances. I I honestly think that this is something that we need to learn at uh, at a secondary school level. Hey, like in form five or like form four, instead of learning like that, mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. You know. If that's even correct. I don't know. I just know mitochondria. <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, these are things that we need to learn. And maybe even at first year when you get to university, these are little things that we need to get, like, refresher courses on. Because, honestly, this adulting shit is very, very hard. And, like, you are literally thrown thrown into the deep end of the pool. And they look at you and they say, swim. And if you can't swim, you drown. Okay? And ain't nobody trying to save you. No one is trying to save you. You need to save yourself. And so, you know, I yeah, guys, we need to just take... Okay, I'm not... Let me stop assuming that people aren't taking control of the finances because clearly maybe it's just me, okay? And so, you know, you learn about debt-to-income ratio, which is your monthly debit payments divided by your gross income, your net worth, which is total assets minus total liabilities. And I think the very important chapter in this book was chapter four which is dealing with the dreaded b word um and the dreaded b word is the budget guys and she gives like four types of budgets that you can go through which is a cash diet budget tracking every penny in this case pebe, um the envelope system and percentage budgeting you have to find one that works for you and um, in doing my budget i was forced to basically have a real look at my finances i had to pull um both statements from my two bank cards and you, you find things out like i found out that it's more expensive for me to cash than to swipe it cost me to withdraw my own money I had to pause so you think so you said so it's sensitive okay i had to it cost me three pula 40 to withdraw my own money from one of the banks that i use that i have a current account with and it cost me like one pula 30 to swipe you know these are things that you have to factor in and um you know tracking doing the budget and tracking it you see where the bulk of your money goes you know and it just lets you take control and see this is where my money is going this is where i'm spending you know spending this is where i'm losing money and so for me one of the decisions that i had to instantly make was to cut off netflix because yeah i have netflix yeah it's nice it's nice to watch netflix you know and um and uh but i didn't use it 
as frequently as I would have liked. I was on Netflix probably once a week and for two hours. And that's like if I had something to watch or I was just catching up on something. And so by the end of the month, I probably would clock in six hours total on Netflix. But that 110 was still leaving my account, regardless of how much how much time I spent on Netflix, you know. And so I was just like, you know what, Netflix needs to go. I had to cut down on other things, other little little things that I realized that I was spending money on monthly that could easily be redirected into my savings for a rainy day. And um, I think it, 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 it also comes with a lot of self-discipline. You know, I was eating out. I would literally have a bad day or like a, a long weekend. And be like, mm, you know what? I deserve myself some. I deserve some cake and go to Figo, have Nutella cheesecake, you know, instant gratification. Go to the gym. <laughs> go to the gym to work it off instead of just going straight to the gym and, you know, working it off, you know, working off that bad, bad day. Why did I need to get that Nutella cheesecake and even like spoiling myself with like a cup of coffee in the morning from Mug and Bean that cost 36 bucks. Why was I doing that? That 36 bucks, that 45 pula from Fego adds up, you know. At the end of the month, I've spent over 250 on these things when that 250 could have easily just gone into my finance, into my, my savings, you know. And, um, you know, that's basically what she was saying. You know, you need to know your income. You need to crunch your bills, your lifestyle costs, your medical aid, rent, car insurance, your petrol, your utilities, cell phone, even self-care, even that face mask, even, you know, that bottle of wine. You need to track it into your finances so you see how much you're actually spending and just tracking your finances properly so so that you know, you know, and you evaluate and allows you to to evaluate your your spending categories so that you see how much the bulk of your salary or your you know your 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 income is going to and what you're spending on um which was basically the first four chapters of this book and i think to me those were the very very important ones um she goes on to this is um essentially written by an American. She goes on to explain how, you know, credit is such a big thing in America. Credit scores and all of that. And, you know, I was like, this is not relevant. I had to skip that chapter. And then um, she explains credit cards, which I read, um, you know, learning about how banks and these credit card companies for Americans uh, make make money off credit cards and um it it was a it was a necessary chapter that i had to read to learn and understand and it's a good chapter but it's the rest of the book wasn't as relevant as the first few ones um but there's another chapter that she really went into that i would really really like to talk about which is um finances with explain you know talking about your finances navigate not talking about but navigating your finances and your friendship and she talks about how um there's a story she told about how um 
she had gone out to dinner and um for her friend's birthday and she didn't have enough money well she had enough money she knew what she was going to order down to the drink and how much it was going to cost her and the unthinkable happened a few people left left money but didn't leave enough money and so they wanted to split the bill evenly which isn't fair because why should you pay for for someone else when you didn't have what they had you know splitting the bill evenly sometimes is is not fair especially if you're if if your finances are very very tight you know and so that's something that tends to happen and um it's not fair guys and (laughs) it tends to happen it's not fair on some people some people are able to afford it some people aren't and so it becomes it becomes a little thing where you are some people aren't able to voice that that you know what this is what i came here ready to pay without saying without sounding like an ass and so this chapter goes on to say that you know what you need to be very very upfront with your friends if you're gonna go out and you wanna and they wanna have drinks and they wanna do this and there's a there's a culture of saying no just have one more just have one more like guys some people actually know their wallets and it's because they can't afford it let's let's like if your friend is saying to you listen i can't afford this respect them you know and she was saying you know what if people are your real friends they will they will understand hey if you say i don't have enough money to come out don't force them or make them feel bad that is our final financial situation and you have to be understanding that not everyone can afford the same things and so you know being being honest with your <laughs> being honest with your friends is also another is a, is a thing that needs to happen about how much you can and cannot afford i remember there's this video of aka going around saying um to my friends and family um I don't have any money, you know. I cannot contribute to any event that you're having this year, and it's necessary. That's 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 necessary. Con- that's a necessary conversation. And if you're my friend listening to me, you can call. Hey, I I I call 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 call. Okay, call at me on that because tap me in on that because me I cannot afford. I cannot. I cannot afford. I yo no I can't guys I can't be planning showers can't be yeah no 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 I'll come in a tent and help you get it together set it up and clean yo I'll do what I can but financially mm-mm, never is can't and I think it's 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 very it's very very necessary to be you don't have to disclose everything to your friends but just let them know hey. Let them know that you're not going to be able to afford these things. And if they're your real friends, they should understand. She, the next, the next thing that I want to talk about with this book is. She, she mentions, you know, the difference between saving and investing, you know, when you're saving with your bank, you're probably pulling in around less than 1% interest yearly and so your money is just sitting there and not making money whereas if you invested your money is making money for you 
so in as much as it's necessary to have a savings account it's also necessary for you to have an investment account which i think is very very necessary there's a few institutions here that offer uh, finite um, investment accounts from as little as 200 bula per month so i i have taken the task to to invest with one of them i've been putting it off for i think the past year or so and so i'm uh, that's one of the the things that i i've continued i've, I've, I've decided to do this year um overall this book has it has a lot in teaching or guiding someone who doesn't know much about finances in the right way this is literally the first financial book i have read and i've gained so much knowledge from it um in terms of relevance obviously this is like i've mentioned it's a it's an american and so it's very particular to american millennials but it makes sense in in as much as yeah in as much as it's made it's meant for americans it makes a lot of sense it made a lot of sense to me because a lot of things were applicable there's one thing though that i'd like to discuss and it is the fact that um actually i want to i want to i want to I want to ask this question guys from if 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 you attended university in Botswana and you were sponsored by the by DTF by the Department of Tertiary Education Financing I want to know guys have you started paying back the money <laughs> have you started paying back the money because there's a whole chapter in here about student loans and I know, like, and from the from the way they say it, and like, if you watch TV, you know how like student loans are like this huge thing, in in uh, to Americans and how they have to pay them back instantly and all of that, you know. So, <laughs> guys, have you started paying back your student loans? Have you started paying back the money to the government? Because there's a huge chapter in here about student loans that I skipped. Cause I was like, I ain't pay back the money yet. I'll come back to it when they come at me. <laughs> so I want to know, guys. So please let me know if you started or you have at least tried to, you know, go to DTF and ask them to reconcile and let them know and let you know um, how much you owe, <laughs> so you can start paying it back. Cause I'm so scared that they're gonna come at me and be like, Yo, sis. Canada was into school, so please come on, come on, okay. Um, yeah, guys, have you let's let's try and find out how much we owe this government of ours so that others can go to school too. <laughs> let's. Yeah, guys, so that is the book, and those are my thoughts on it. Um, so what I'd like to do now maybe is um, rate it. And so I think I would like to give this book a uh, 7 out of 10, hey? It was it was very, very relevant, you know, in addressing, you know, the relationship that you have with money, um, psychological roadblocks to it and just me literally getting me to just like start investing and start saving and um 
just figuring out a budget. But in terms of relatability, um, most of it was, you know, credit scores. It was, um, you know, why shouldn't I pay the minimum on my credit card? And as much as a credit card episode, I mean, episode, wow. And as much as the credit card chapter wasn't, um, was, 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 uh, was relevant, you know, but to me, I was like, you know, that part, you know, so even, um, some of the things guys, like chapter 12 says getting financially naked with your partner. I mean, for people in relationships and if it's a serious relationship, yeah, it's relevant. I mean, yeah, it's relevant, but to me it wasn't. And so in terms of, um, relatability, it, it would get a, a 5, a 5 out of 10, because parts of it were relatable in terms of relevance overall, 7, seven and a half, yeah, 7.5 out of 10, um, which I think is necessary for it. It, it. it taught me a lot. It was very, very relevant to me, even went on to talk about, you know, towards the end about how, you know, affording a house and stuff like that, which is relevant down the line even these things on student loans down the line when dtf decides to hit me up and be like hey sis don't forget don't forget you know so things like that hey so yeah it would it yeah overall 7.5 it's really helping me get my financial life together hey yeah i think the 7.5 is really fair And so that was it for our very first episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording this episode for you. Um, Yeah, guys, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe and so that you get um, instant notifications when a new episode is up. Um, You can follow me on Instagram at turuuntumense. And um, please feel free to DM me your thoughts on the podcast. Please on the podcast please any reviews that you may have if you're on um apple podcast please leave a review and rate the uh, the, the podcast on any platform that you're on please don't forget to leave a rating and yeah guys see you on the next episode